Yo, yo, yo! Welcome back to another episode of Lane Violation. We're with you for a very special episode 14, live from Charlotte. Charlotte! NBA this All- is for you! <laughs> NBA All-Star Weekend, uh, All-Star Sunday. Guys, just came off a fun couple of days, you know, making our moves, connecting. Uh, All-Star Saturday night was great, but let's go through, let's go through what we've been through so far on this trip. Uh... I think we could touch just a little bit briefly on Friday and then head up to Saturday. Oh, but my manners, excuse me. I am here with Gosh. the regular main stars of the podcast, Andre Turan. My guys. And Louis Ricard. What's up? You get that pump in this morning, man? We did not get that pump in. We did not get the pump in. I haven't got Check out. in two days. Check out the 12. Yeah, the pump is, is real low right now. Need to refill the, the tank. Pump is non-existent. Very soon, yeah. Tonight might be a pump. Uh, might be a pump day. Um, so what happened Friday, gentlemen? What did we do? What did we do? We got we got the basketball without borders. No, let's start. Let's start on Valentine's Day. <laughs> okay. Because that was the best day I ever had in my life. No, that's Dr- true. Dre, that's Dre true. Did have a good day. Best Valentine's. Probably period. me too, actually. Dre, why don't you tell the people what happened? So we first of all we went to, we went to go tour the Panther Stadium, which was cool. Uh, fellow Madil Greg kind of kind of showed us the, the ropes, and uh, we talked to the president, uh, uh, the team president, and, and a lot of other people in there, like their digital front office and stuff. So that that was cool. Um, so after that, though, you know, we had we had a, a pretty pretty solid di- uh, not dinner, but lunch at the Fr- French Quarter Tavern. French Quarter. French Quarter Tavern. Tavern. Okay. Yeah, the menu wasn't very expansive. You it was know, a solid menu. It, it was it was a solid menu. Yo, what you get the the, the meal of the day the, like the chicken breast and the yeah I got the chicken breast I got some uh, some mashed potatoes I think somewhere I don't know what I got I got some chicken Greg as our as our pies expert on taters how how's those mashed potatoes oh I didn't have the mashed potatoes oh no you had a burger I had you? a burger yeah man. me and you had a burger yeah. you had the jalapenos so that was, was good it was solid time. what was the taters like bro that's fire okay that's okay ain't no better ain't nothing better than like a nice solid mashed potato with gravy like. Cause you can mess it up, you you know. Oh, absolutely. You can definitely mess it this, up. You're digressing though. Yeah, I am digressing. So after that, we went to the Nike activation reveal, where we AKA all tried heaven. heaven. AKA heaven. Yes. It, where we all tried on Nike Adapt. Nike, Nike Adapt BBs. <sighs> they are fire. Three hundred fifty dollars retail. They could it. be more expensive. They Worth they it. easily are changing the game. Like, uh, you guys, uh, they're connected to an app on your phone and laceless you control how much they tighten up and it tightens up in the perfect spots honestly like it's it's not yeah, not it's too not far back not too too far up you know uh you're locked in there and you know we talked with uh one of the guys that was uh designing the shoe you know they, they really made a good compromise between you know flexibility and and 
you know, locking it down. And Three years. Three years to create that kind of shoe. And honestly, whew, can't even imagine what they went through, but the result is there. It yeah, was it they, was incredible. They um I, my favorite part about it is the fact that they have different modes. So like you can set a game mode as far as how, much, how tight you want it to fit to your foot, street mode, and then you have a button that just completely releases it all when you want to take it off, which I thought was cool. Yeah, they have like so to the the modes are kind of like the car settings that you have in your car when the you seat, can yeah. when you can uh, decide what type of seat you want. So for example, if if your boyfriend, you know, drives your car a lot and he sets his mode on two, you know, <laughs> or if your dad or mom drives, you know, she has, they have their mode on three. Kind of the same thing here. We have game mode, we have training mode, practice. I think it's up to three modes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But the cool thing about this shoe, what I really loved about it is that they're, you can wear those anywhere, really. Yeah, I've seen multiple people on the street in Charlotte with them on already. People are like dropping bread and um, yeah, this is the amount of money work. spent this this weekend is just <laughs> out of this world. But really, I mean, then we saw a couple of high schools, like top top ranked high schools in the country that were going to Oak Hill yeah. that were going to play the the night. Uh, so they had a good time. Uh, we we toured the entire um, quarter, but I mean, Andre, so why don't you tell the people what you got this weekend? Gosh dang, y'all like I shouldn't have did it, but I had to do it. You you know you've ever been in those situations where like. You know, I shouldn't do this, but I really don't have a choice. So we're touring the Mint Museum and stuff, looking at all these J's. I'm getting excited because I'm like, man, like... They're nice. In my lifetime, I've never bought my own pair of J's. Like, I've had one pair. My One of my boys gave it to him. He didn't want any more. There was some Mint 3's. Um, I never had the balls to ask my parents to drop 150 or more on J's or 250 because um, I know my dad would look at me like, why do you need a $200 pair of shoes? That's just how he is. Like, it's not Which like, is fair. Yeah, it's not like we didn't have it, but he's just like, why would I spend money on that when we could... Yeah. And so uh, I go and I'm like, we're walking downstairs. We're about to leave the building. We are about to leave the building. First of all, let me let me preface this. There was lines outside the building waiting to get in and look at the, the adapts and the different J's that they had. And we don't, we, as media members, we just walk up with our credentials. We're like, oh, yeah, you're media. You don't have to wait. Go in. Okay. Flash, fast forward. We're in, the, <laughs> we're in the lobby now about to leave. And one of the Nike representatives comes up and starts talking to us. He's like... Yeah, y'all check out our museum. We was like, yeah, yeah, it was awesome. He was like, well, we have a retail spot downstairs if y'all want to look at some some other shoes. And cash just start taking off down there. Yep. I'm walking down the stairs. Uh, that was the first one. Louis was the first down the stairs. I'm walking down the stairs. I'm like, I'm going to buy something. Hadn't had no plan on doing it. Then you go downstairs. There's these there's these velvet curtains. Oh my god. And you step into a room with only five pair of shoes. No more. Five or six. It was it wasn't that many across the wall. Well, I think eight. I want to say. Okay, but still not no, more than yeah, 10, yeah, not like seventeen thousand. And this yeah. was like an exclusive selection. I'm looking around. It's not Foot Locker. Like it, it's like no. you feel no. you feel like you're in the VIP like a boutique, room, like yeah. like a boutique type feel. And I mean, you have like the the, the threes that Justin Timberlake wore in the Super Bowl. Tinkers. Uh, the Tinkers, yeah, and then a couple other one, a couple other shoes. Some couple of ones. Some yeah, some ones and stuff, and um. You in know, there, just there, headlining, there. yeah, headlining the uh, the road shoes, the Concours, the Levis, with the 45 on the back. That's when you know. Yeah, and like you can't get those right now. You can't. And if you do get them, they're like 400, 450. So I talked to the dude, I'm like, bro, how much do you running for? He was like, retail? You, t- you telling me 200, 220? He's like, yeah. I said, oh God, oh gosh. And that's when he knew. That's when I knew. I had to do it. I called my mama. Because you got to. She didn't answer. <laughs> the dude was like, well, your mom probably tell you no, but I'm telling you, get him. 
So I'm walking around scrambling because the place we were in, it was so deep in the vault that we didn't have no Wi-Fi service. Nah. Uh, no, no, I mean, no Wi-Fi, no phone service. So my, my banking app not working. I'm trying to transfer some some, some stacks out of my my, my, uh, my savings. I just pulled the trigger. And so now I'm going home with some concourse and I'm hoping I don't get jumped or something takes from me. I don't think that'll happen. Yeah. But then, so yeah. for the the next day, I guess, because Thursday we didn't do... Thir- what do we do Thursday afternoon after that? Thursday night. We just, just, we just hung, right? We kicked it, right? Yeah. Hung out. So Friday. Friday is when uh, when things got real for for us young reporters. We went from... Uh, I personally went to Basketball Without Borders, which is an organization that... Um, <coughs> brings the best talents from the uh, entire globe. Uh, they reach over 30 countries and they had 64 kids, uh, I think 40 guys and 24 young ladies. Um, and all these people are, you know, between 16, 17, and 18 years old. Um, and they got to, to do a, a mini camp throughout the entire weekend um, with, help from, with help from all-stars such as Nikola Jokic, uh, Nikola Vucevic, uh, former first overall uh, pick DeAndre Aiden who was a part of that camp when he was younger uh, so these kids were loving it uh, a lot of pressure uh, NBA scouts were were up and at it um, Greg what did you do on Friday uh, well Friday morning big big day for uh, pal and friend of the pod uh, John Alphys and me we went to the Rising Stars media availability managed to catch up with you know some of those young First and second year players for both the uh, Team USA, Team World. Uh, I myself was set up, posted at Ben Simmons' podium. You know, got to hear a little bit about the thoughts behind him and uh, the thought, thoughts of his on, you know, the platform and how he liked to use the Rising Stars for an international uh, platform for his brand and uh, really showcasing the, the young talent of the league he thought was really great. And he just looked so comfortable, guys, you know, sitting there. Obviously, he was in the uh, Rising Stars last year, but this year, not just playing on Friday night, also playing two nights, Sunday night in the All-Star game. And you could just tell he was he was just calm and collected, and, and, and he looked like he 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 belonged here. Uh, also got to get some, some sound from Kevin Knox, who was the replacement for uh, Alonzo Ball. Uh, Jared Allen was he a was, ton of fun. Kevin Knox was a little, little less. Uh, uh, not, Knox, Knox definitely looked a little out of his element. Looked like a, he, he was taking the humble approach, but you could tell he wasn't quite 100% there. Maybe he was just tired, you know, happens. Uh, long, I, I think the transition for the younger guys for All-Star Weekend is a bit tougher because, you know, if you have that game on Wednesday, uh, straight travel, and then you're up early in the morning for uh, media availability, that's tough. Uh, you know, I couldn't get anywhere close to Luca. Obviously, he his his podium was hounded, uh, but I did get you know Jared Allen. A couple of fun quotes from him. He 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 looked like he was ready to have some fun. Trey Young had a great uh, Rising Stars game, uh, but media availability. He just he just took it in stride. Took all of the quote uh, the questions in stride from all the reporters. He was really good. Yeah, he was he was really great. I think so far this whole weekend. Uh, Marvin Bagley had a little bit of fun also. He, he put up some numbers in the Rising Stars game. But, yeah, media availability was a good time. You know, made some connects. I think it was a really good experience. Uh, Dre, what did you – did you do something early that morning? Yeah, early that morning. Okay, so I was supposed to get up and go with Louie and our friend Casey Banner of the pod as well. And um, we were supposed to go – I was supposed to, bas- go to basketball with our borders with you, right? Yep. Okay, so I come down to breakfast, and it's me, Casey – 
and um, our, our esteemed professor, Jay Adande, and we're sitting there and, you know, we're talking, we're having breakfast, and y'all you know, thinking it's gonna be a nice, slow-paced day. I, just, I was kind of upset because I got my media credential pulled for the celebrity game. Um, that's what I was slated to go to. Um, and then, <laughs> uh, Casey's like, yeah, bro, I think uh, they listed who's coming. And um, so it looks like Michael Jordan and, and Adam Silver and uh, Anthony Davis come this morning. And J.A. looks at me and like, go now. You didn't specify where? Oh, I was, the second Harvard Food Bank. I was going to get there if you would have let me, Lewis. Okay. So I, so there's, there's a, there was, so I was supposed to catch a media bus or shuttle that leaves at 1245 um, to take media over to the, well, to the food bank in different places where they were doing a day of service. And, um, but I get in an Uber, had to walk down the street to get into it because they blocked off everything around Spectrum. My hotel is right beside Spectrum. And um, again, to go down there, Anthony Davis just straight didn't show up. His, his, he was supposed to be here from like nine to 10. The only like celebrity who came was Terry, uh, Terry Henry. Terry Henry? Terry, Terry, I don't know why. Fine, uh, soccer legend who played with Arsenal. Yeah, I don't know why. Uh, shout out to Ben Friedel. <laughs> And uh, and Nick Hanyan on that one, uh, he was there. He's a big basketball fan, yeah. always been. Yeah. And uh, he's, he lives in LA, but he he's here for the All Star game. He also came for the Rising Stars challenge. Yeah. But anyway, so he stayed for about thirty minutes, and so it's me and one other reporter there, and we're like, okay, where's everybody at? Uh, the people who were packing the stuff up um, for for the food bank, we started to take a break. I'm like, okay, wh- why am I here? <laughs> so I took a Uber back. Uh, did some research, then went back to the food bank. And that's when people started talking up, showing up. So I, was, I talked to Danny Green about his love for for animals and uh, how he's helping the humane society there as, as a part of the food bank uh, ordeal. I talked to Muggsy Bogues about the evolution of Charlotte and how it's changed from now. Uh, I mean, from back then to now when he played. Um, and saw some other. Uh, D Wade showed up. Michael Jordan did end up coming, but I was on the other end of the food bank, so I missed him. No, um, he missed you. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. What, who am I? What, who am Come I? Come on now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it, it ended up being a solid day. Then we went Rise of Stars. Uh, I love that game. That game was awesome. That Rise of Stars game was was pretty good. Oh, I managed to uh, yeah. backing up slightly. I managed to get up to see uh, the live production of ESPN's The Jump. Oh yeah. Uh, it was by Rachel Nichols yeah. that afternoon. Great experience. You know, saw Scottie Pippen. You know, Steve Jackson. A couple of other Sheed, obviously. You know, a lot of good. NBA guys, Woj was on there quickly because, you know, we had the breaking news that Del Demps was going to be out in New Orleans. Uh, he finishes up his segment. 30 seconds later, he's on the phone. And immediately, another 30 seconds later, he has a tweet up that Danny Ferry is in the lead for consideration of being the interim GM. So that was a crazy experience, but a lot of fun. Got to take a picture with Rachel Nichols, who is one of my role models. So it was a fun time overall. Um, but yeah, the Rising Stars game was was the main attraction for Friday night. Yeah, yeah. Uh, guys, what were your thoughts on the the game overall? It's the All Star game, so defense was um, almost nowhere to be seen. <laughs> no, not at all. Uh, Jared Allen got one block, which I enjoyed. <laughs> he got he got two blocks. So he got two blocks. Yeah. I'm sorry, Jared. I'm sorry. Um, what I think we learned is that. This generation and this draft class is has the potential to be very scary in the future. Uh, you see these guys playing well with one another and having fun. Uh, they brought a show to the crowd. I think they they did not hold back on on, on slamming some uh, some really nice dunks. John Collins was the main event uh, throughout that game, in my opinion, in terms of dunks. 
Luka Doncic was having way too much fun out there. I don't think I saw him uh, with a serious face at all. Um, but a fun game overall. Team USA got the win uh, after breaking a, a two-year uh, losing streak. Kuzma did not know what a pass meant throughout that game. Um, but that's fine. Dropped 35, got the MVP, so shout out to him. Uh, but a fun game overall to watch. Really enjoyed watching it, guys. I was really impressed at how serious Ben Simmons was taking it in the sense that, like, I'm finna come out here and dominate. Like, from, from the jump. Like, I've never seen Ben Simmons in, like, a non-facilitation mode ever. And he goes, not saying that he wasn't trying to pass the ball, but, oh, he was, yeah, but yeah. the first quarter, yeah. he was like, I'm going to get these buckets. Yep. And was going hard. Because, like, usually, you know, sometimes when you see him drive and stuff, he'll, he'll kick. Yeah. No. He, he, nah, he quickly picked no. up, like, 16 or 18 <laughs> yeah. points in that first Kuz had section of the game. 14 points within the first six minutes. Yeah, it was, it was, I mean, obviously no defense, but it wasn't like, it wasn't like they were parting seas all the time. Yeah, like no. they, you did have to drive, you, did, you had to make a first move real quick. Uh, I think in Simmons' case, he did try to facilitate a little more early, but some of his guys just couldn't couldn't make their shots. But oh, Lord, Mark. it was <laughs> Lord, Mark. it was it was a it was still a good game. You know, Trey Young. I think Dre, you you and I were, were gushing about Trey Young. Goodness, uh, wait, he's something. He 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 went off in I think it was the third. Yeah, uh, with a pair of threes. But the big thing was when he. Uh, who did he, he cross up? Who, who was nutmeg, it? That he, uh, um, he nutmegged someone. Guy from Nigeria, I think, who plays for Toronto. Oh, was it OG? Oh, on Nobi? I think it was. Was it OG? I don't remember, but he he. It was it was it was a four, it was definitely it was. a four. It was okay. another guard. Yeah. Okay. So he. <laughs> so maybe a Kogi. But so he, he steps he steps it back. Has he? Nutmeg him going on the other side of him, grabs the ball, and then did he make the layup? No, no, no. he got fouled. I believe. He got fouled. No, but he he didn't. What he did was he has he drove him, snatched him, yeah, snatched him back, and as as I don't know, he was recovering. He nutmegs on it like that was disrespectful. It was ridiculous. Uh, and then the the double behind the back pass where he goes behind the back, takes fake, it back, yeah, then, fake fake behind the back pass to then another uh, behind the back pass. Yeah, uh, De'Aaron Fox to me had the assist of the night, bounce pass alley oop to Marvin Bagley. Which was pretty sweet. Oh, Bagley was extremely explosive that night. Oh yeah, that too. So. Bagley was. That, that was that, that was. I think the arena that Bagley can shine in because he's just you using his ups all the yeah. time. Because when he was shooting from from range. Yeah, he tried. Boy. He did try three. Uh, Boy, did not. Nice air ball. Nice air ball. <laughs> did not uh, get anything from that, but. Yeah, I think uh, you know Tatum had a good night too. Yeah. Uh, yeah uh, so. For USA, it was it was really uh, him and Kuzma that were were leading the charge until Young came on late. But so, question: Kuzma did win the MVP, but who is the rising star that impressed you the most throughout the night? It's, it's, and it can also be Kuzma, but I think it'd be hard to say because, like, this, I think the style of play, the game changes. So some guys, like like Greg was saying, some guys will shine in the atmosphere. I was mostly impressed by John Collins, just but that was just based off his dunking, not anything that was like okay. upper level basketball ability. I mean, no, John Collins is a good player. That's not that's not what I'm saying, but. Uh, it's only because he was throwing down yams, but I guess it was not hard to yam in that environment, right? Yeah, I I was I was most impressed with Trey. I think that people, well, I, I think he's been pretty solid so far this year, and he's been developing. Uh, the the shot is still a little bit behind where I think it will be, but in Atlanta, people don't realize he really just has John and. Kevin Porter, I think, that are going to be like remaining pieces of the core there. Uh, Torian Prince might 
be gone uh, soon. I think Dwayne Dedman is on a uh, expiring Are deal. Are you telling me Vince Carter isn't going to stay there forever? Greg? <laughs> is that what you're saying? But 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 <laughs> but seeing Trey excel on that stage with a bunch of young uh, upper upper level uh, skill players like himself and really shine and also facilitate because I think he had I think he had 19 and six. I think it was uh, stat line. Um, it, it it was impressive, uh, and I, I think that that's a good good look moving forward for him. And I know that when I was at the Rising Stars media availability, someone asked him like, "Hey, you look at a guy like Ben Simmons who was in your shoes last year. Uh, you see him an All Star in in his second year. Does that kind of give you confidence uh, and and you know where you want to project yourself?" And he was like, "Absolutely. I I I have." He was like, "I have the plans to play on Friday night next year too, but." I think that you know you look like a, at a guy like Ben, uh, and it it's something that is a, a goal of his to play on Sundays like perennially throughout the future. So I'm gonna go with Jason Tatum. I don't. I, people say why is he impressive? Like he's already impressive. So why would you be more impressed? Is that when you see him live, he was so smooth in everything he did. Like. His shot selection may not have been the greatest, but the way he shoots the ball is so natural and fluid. And he just has a an understanding of the game, I think, that's really underrated, which I really appreciated. And so when I was watching him on the court, I think my respect for him really increased, but also like my he really like took me by surprise with how fluid it was on the court, like in terms of um, him moving without the ball, but also him setting up like kind of directing traffic while not even being the main point guard. So really enjoyed watching him. It was it was a great time. But moving on. Well, I, well, I do have oh, one I do sorry. have one last thing because I just thought about this. If we're if we're including outside of the game, like in, into the part of the press conference, post game press conference, the most impressive person by far De'Aaron was Fox. De'Aaron Fox. De'Aaron Fox was phenomenal. The, the nicest, most responsive guy yeah. who's thoughtful about what he's thinking. Yes. Really conversational reporters, man. Like he was really open to it and um you can see, you, know, yeah. you can see what the Kings loved about him yeah. in their pre pre draft interviews for him. He's he's he he still comes off as a young kid, I think in some ways, but he's he's still got that like cer- cerebral, exactly like you said, yeah. thoughtful. You know, it's it's not it's not just that he's young. He is very intelligent uh, of a young man. And he sees it as an opportunity. I, he he seemed excited to talk to the media. Yeah. Yeah. and we're in a space and time now where you know some players are kind of getting kind of closed off. Luke. Um, yeah, <laughs> Lou was pretty unimpressed with how Luke was responding. And, and, and I was not unimpressed. I just felt horrible for him because he's still a teenager, and he has to deal with thirty-five members of the media at all times. Cameras just pointed in his direction. And majority of those questions are just stupid. When he just yeah. wants to have fun, um, and so I, 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 I'm working on a big story, and I asked him a question during the media availability. <clears throat> And he gave me a three-second answer, and you could tell in his eyes that he was he was ready to call it a weekend. Um, but when you see him on the court, that's when you see how happy he is. So to me, like I wasn't upset with him; I was just upset about the way everyone was treating him in terms of you know coverage and, and maybe unnecessary um, or illicit or yeah, not really required coverage. So it it, it was. Um, was something to watch, but something you learn. Something yeah, you learn sure. is how to handle different people with with the media. But De'Aaron Fox was, like we said, super energetic right after the game. 
Uh, we had a ton of fun talking to him about yeah. Fortnite for Apex, um, and, and Apex and whatnot. Yeah, he's a big gamer, and um, I mean, no matter what questions came his way, you know, always made eye contact with the reporter. Did not, uh, did not, you know, go about his own business. So really appreciated his time. Yeah, yeah. and he, if he was close to you, you did it to me multiple times. He wasn't afraid to make a personal touch, like as if he was your boy <laughs> or something, like just touching your shoulder to acknowledge you or tapping you. Good dude, man. Good dude. One of my one of my favorites already. So. Y'all want to move forward to Saturday Ooh, night? Let's go yeah. Saturday. Well, well, no, you, Saturday. you guys Sorry. went to uh, some more media bills. Saturday. Saturday. Yeah, yeah so Saturday morning. Me and Louie had to go to the All-Star Saturday night media availability. So dunk, yeah. three-point, uh, and skills challenge uh, and, contestants and were we, well. We like, dominated the scrums. We did, didn't we? We dominated. We won't end there like, you know what I'm saying? You know, we're not at the biggest outlet yet. But Medill is a heck of a name. Oh, they, okay. they, they remember they gonna, us. They're going to feel us. They remember us. I was the first person at the Coos podium, and the only reason I didn't get the question first is because somebody from NBA TV and ESPN, doc, and ESPN came in and cut me off with mics. And that's cool. I'll be third after them. That's fine. That's fine. And I, and I asked him a question. See, I was, I'm writing a story. Well, I have written a story about, you know, the cross-section of hip-hop and the NBA and basically kind of fashioning the weekend's ultimate playlist. So I asked uh, Kuzma... Mike Conley, uh, Fox, and a couple of uh, other guys. Uh, who else I asked? Who else did I talk to? Trey Young, yeah. John Collins, and uh, I got some, got some pretty good some pretty good stuff. And guys, are, um, I'm not gonna hit, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna tip them off. You gotta go You gotta check his Twitter yeah. Yeah. at Andre Lavista Torren, right? No, Is just not Andre Torren. Yeah. Andre Torren. Yeah. Uh, so check his story yeah. out. But 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 back, back to the domination, Louis. We domination. We was in there. We was in Louis, there. Tell me what you did with, with Tatum, bro. Tell me. <laughs> tell me how you got Jason so, Tatum. First of all, I was I was waiting forty five minutes prior to Luca's arrival at his party, and I was I was the very first guy there, and I dominated that too. And one person tried to move me, and I turned around and let him know that Come I was on. doing okay. It was my time to shine. For sure. Give me a really bad answer. I was like, gotta go, gotta move on. And I'm like, okay, well, I gotta go see other people, right? Because I'm right. I was working on a story about um, the 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 player's favorite passer of all time, which was kind of a weird question. They were kind of taken back by it. Um, and I went to Trey Young. There was no one there for some reason, like almost no one. So I got my question within three seconds. But Jason Tatum was. It was a big crowd of people because Jason Tatum is, you know, for the first time he's on the trading block, you know, and, and with this, the run he had in the postseason last year, kind of a weird situation to be in. So uh, a lot of me, Alice, wanted to know what he was thinking, you know, his relationship with Danny Ainge and whatnot. But I rolled up. I'm one of the ones further in the back, but I'm 6'4", so it's really helpful. And I just go, hey, Jason. <laughs> and he just looks. And I'm like, who's your favorite passer? And everyone kind of just stays quiet. And he answers me and I just... Thank you. And I roll out. That's my man. And I think the state of shock that I was in helped me get away with it. Domination. If if you seem confident about it, you're good. Then I got De'Aaron Fox, once again, really good guy. Gave me a really unique approach to it. If you want to know what his answer is, uh, check my story. Um, and, and overall, I mean, the, I think Andre and I got really lucky because that media availability was only 30 minutes before the main the main stars, not no disrespect to to these guys, but the main stars came in, like LeBron and Russell Westbrook. So there was a little more freedom for us to kind of move around and ask the questions we wanted and get as many players as we could. Uh, whereas Greg came right after us yep. uh, to talk to the, the big, big guys. Yeah. Uh, how was that experience for you? Weren't you there? No, I was not. You didn't go there. I did not. 
you were at that. No, I was not at a. Uh, the other guys that were there for that were Chris Cudo, another fellow Medellin. You had the Johnson. Nah, we not apologize, me. Not Gregory. myself. We apologize. Not myself. You I, appreciate the, Greg. I appreciate the respect. We got to talk to Jay. Yeah, we got to talk to Jay about that. There might be I did, I did have a, a moment before All-Star Saturday Night where I was supposed to attend Adam Silver's press conference this year, his annual press conference at All-Star Weekend. Uh, last minute, kind of similar to Dre, found out my credentials were incorrect, so I did not get the access, so I had to settle for... You know, watching the live stream, which was all right. I got my uh, my boy uh, Joshua Fishman to uh, set up there, get me a pick of Adam Silver. Um, you know, just just be my my extra set of eyes and ears there. But you know, wrote wrote up a story. I think that the the big uh, I, I guess now it's an underrated storyline because it's it's was a few years ago. But you know, the, the All Star Weekend was supposed to be in Charlotte a couple years back and was switched to go to New Orleans because of the bathroom bill in, in North Carolina. And, um, you know, Adam Silver addressed this in his opening statement, said how the Charlotte Hornets organization had worked with uh, the governor to, you know, make, figure out a way to allow the NBA to, you know, stand up to its values that it's included in, in gender um, inclusiveness and gender identity and gen, gender equality. Uh, so, so, North Carolina, uh, the the new governor was able to set up a compromise with the uh, Republican uh, state legislature, repealed the bathroom bill element. Um, there's still a still a couple of points of emphasis that the LGBT community here would really hope gets changed. Um, unfortunately, the new modified bill can't really be touched until late next year. But wrote up a story on, you know, Adam Silver just addressing that and, and how the league thinks that uh, it's, you know, trending. It, it's always been looked at as a progressive league, you know, compared to the NFL, MLB. Yep. Um, so wrote up a story on that. You know, you can check it out also on Mel Deal Reports. Um, but it was it was a good evening. I think after that, um, you know, we got some dinner yep. set up. Can we dive into what happened then? Yeah, absolutely. All right. So we'll start with the skills challenge. That was the first, first competition featuring mo- mostly player, most of the players we talked to, uh, including Jason Tatum, Trey Young, Luka Doncic, Nikola Jokic. Was Mike Conley in there? Mike Conley was, mm-hmm. I think, in there. Um, who else? And a couple more. I'm shooting blanks. Help me, brothers. Let me uh, check it, because I can't remember. And a couple of other, other dudes, anyways. Um, really fun event. Uh, got to watch it on TV when we were at the restaurant. Um, Jason Tatum wins it in the final against Trey Young with a half-court shot that he sinks in, but D.D. called glass. <laughs> That's not talking about. Did he call glass? Well, actually, it doesn't matter. I'm going to tell you why it doesn't matter. Because he was training with Kobe this summer. Kobe never called glass on his banks. Kobe just, did never call. He just banked them. So should we blame it on Kobe? You don't blame anything on Kobe. You don't blame... Eh. Yeah. <laughs> all right, all right. You blame nothing on Kobe. We can blame it on Kobe. That's debatable. Okay, so he didn't call glass, but still got in. Um, the reason he shot from... <clears throat> the reason he shot from half court was because... Trey Young took the lead, was about to shoot his three-pointer from the three-point line. Jason Tim was like, if I got to go down, I'm going to go down swinging. Yep. 
Shot from half court. Sunk it. Trey Young looked back, really, really surprised and really upset. Um, yeah, uh, t- it's a fun night. T- Tatum afterward was like, "Hey, if I'm like Louis said, if I'm gonna go out, I'm gonna go out with a shot." You know, he's like, "I, I wasn't sure if I was gonna make it, but he said at the very least, I can knock Trey's Trey's uh, basketball out and you know, give myself a chance to to catch up and put it in." But you know, you take the W any any time you can get it. So a W uh, is a W. Uh, he comes out skills skills challenge winner uh, by rule. He is now the most skilled NBA player in the league, uh, undisputed. So, I think I think one of the the skills challenge is to me one of the most underrated and under not underrated, but you know one of the least attractive event throughout Saturday night. It's the first one because they want to save the three point and the dunk contest for after when the more people are ready to watch. Um, but I think that was a really entertaining one this year. I think it took us by surprise. I think because of the contestants' ability uh, to navigate through um, the the course they had, but also because of the intensity that I, I wish they were playing. I mean, Jason Tatum throwing that half-court heave, kind of a a thing that we haven't seen before in the skills mm. uh, contest, which, which made it very entertaining. You know why he did that? Kobe's mindset, a Mamba mentality. He was re- willing to do anything to win, anything. Something Greg wouldn't be willing to do. All right, let's pull up. Let's pull up. Hold on. <laughs> Hold on. Uh, let's move on to what I think was the most exciting competition of the evening. Probably the most anticipated one. Three-point shootout. Guys, we knew the storylines going in. Who is Joe Harris? Hometown kid, hometown kid Kemba Walker. Hometown boys, the Curry Bros. We got Devin Booker, reigning champ, coming in. Dollar Dame coming in. Buddy Dirk Nowitzki going out with his... Uh, retirement farewell tour, but the guy that stole the spotlight, Brooklyn Nets, Joe Harris, comes out. You know, it, well, let's actually let's reel it back. Let's reel it back a little bit. First round, the guys that shined were Steph. Obviously, he comes out on fire. I believe he sinks twenty-seven. Yeah. In the round one, he comes out on fire, Greg. He came out on he fire. He came out on fire. He was he no, was unconscious. He's, he's constantly on fire. He's <laughs> an inferno within he, himself. He, he made ten baskets in a row to make the finals. Ten. I mean, I don't think you guys understand. This. That ain't nothing. He made. He took ten basketballs from two different racks because he was trailing. Didn't know if he could make it still. In the last two racks, he goes. You know what? Maybe I should start playing a little. I am bit. the best three-point shooter of all time. After I forgot about that for three seconds. You know? For the first three racks, I was like, you know, warming up. You know, Reggie Miller is commentating as if I'm not. He is. So let's 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 show them a little bit. Since the first one or the second to last rack. Since the second one. Since the third one. Since the fourth one. Murders the fifth one. Casually jogs to the last one, and then he goes, all right. We got the money ball rack. Let's go to work. And you just hear, swish, 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 while Reggie Miller is passing out of excitement, and the crowd is literally loving it. So one of the most <clears throat> fun first round to watch, in my opinion. Yeah, from Steph and, and and props to Buddy Heald as well, yeah. coming out, up, yeah. uh, shooting shooting like Steph, looking like Clay as a <laughs> as a general, <laughs> as, as as owner of uh, the Sacramento Kings. Uh, <laughs> Had had tweeted out when uh he was he was looking at Buddy Heald, but you know Heald, Joe Harris, Steph come out on fire. They move to the final round, and uh, oh, I will say also Devin Booker, 
He yeah. had a solid first round, hit 23, uh, but just like his uh, Phoenix Suns games, 23 points isn't going to get done on a consistent basis. Great. So, uh, nice. So, nice. you know, it's... Uh, but before we go forward, we had to, like, we had to respect, what, Dirk, the 19 Dirk put up? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Bro, he, if Dirk, if that was Dirk 10 years ago, that 19 is 27. All I'm saying. And Dirk said in the press conference <laughs> that he hustled more <laughs> to, the to get from rack to rack than in transition defense throughout the season. This was all of the energy he put out. So anything he had left in the tank, he gave it all that night. And I appreciated that because he's one of the greatest of all time. And the fact that he used more energy to go from rack to rack than transition defense is kind of scary and kind of really sad in a way but also very fun to very fun to hear about but now let's go to the final round we got joe harris sets the bar high high out of the gate out of the gate 26 that's tough all right that's that's something that's after shooting like 30 like did it in my it's nothing for me uh buddy healed comes out next uh, came came off a little slow, unfortunately. Just couldn't recover. Couldn't I think he came out with a 19, so which is yeah, you know respectable, but just <laughs> couldn't get the job done. Final. Yeah. Uh, so the the stage is set, boys. Steph Curry, crowd is on their feet. Greatest three point shooter, e- easily in the league right now, and probably of all time when it's all said and done. Yes. Hometown kid. Starts out, he, he came out of the gates firing this time. Like, drains. He drained the first drains. two racks, I think. Yep. Uh, no, he missed, or so he he drains, missed the last one of the He drains the, the first round. nine shots, misses the money ball, and then goes up to, to, the, the, to the top of the, of the key. And that's where things turned out. Yeah, really, really struggled. I think that he missed... Two or three? I, I think he missed four of the of the five uh, the shots from the, the top of the key. But he got back to the wing. Yeah, once he once he got to the to the right wing, uh, he he was he was hitting it, but he struggled. He comes he's on the last rack, sixteen. So you know you got the five money balls on the final rack to tie has to drain all five of them. He drains four. Swish one. Swish two, Clank. swish three. Oh, it was three? I thought he missed out the Misses the fourth. He missed the misses fourth? Misses the fourth. Yeah. And then makes, and then the, makes five, the five, but not in a happy way. And Joe Harris, ladies and gentlemen. But his face, though. Like, Joe Harris' face was just like... Oh, Joe straight, Harris... Like, let me tell you something. <laughs> Joe Harris, along with the entire arena, along with anyone watching, thought that he would lose. You could see that on his face. I'm, I'm, that, that's my opinion. <clears throat> no one anticipated... Steph Curry to not drain 27 the way he shot the ball, you know, at the end of the first round. And you see Joe Harris just looking a little bit, like, with the first two rounds, no, like, oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, it was crazy because, like, his... Oh, my God. From, shit, from Steph's release to the ball hitting, like, making the bucket, <laughs> Joe Harris's face is, like, watching it. So he's, like, head on one side, follows the ball in. Head on one side, follows the ball in. <laughs> it's like a tennis match. Just bam, 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 yeah. bam. And out of nowhere... Steph misses it, and Joe Harris is like kind of in disbelief, because he walks and he's like, oh, I guess I won, daps him up, <laughs> and then, respect to him, said that he would give his trophy to the, was it a local high school who yeah, let him practice? Um, because they were the only facility, remember. like, they, yeah, they, they allowed him to practice. They allowed him to practice in three-point contest, so he, he said he'd give him the trophy, I doubt he, he did. 
I hope he did. No, I'm, I, I feel like he did. I would I keep like that did. trophy. Me <laughs> too. I would keep that trophy. But big shout out to him. I mean, really struggled with the Cavs early in his career, then like grinded his way back in the league. Um, so good to see. Good to see that for him. Uh, everyone from the Nets was uh, really pumped, especially D, uh, D'Angelo Russell, um, Andy Murray Carroll. But uh, a fun, a fun event. But now we, now we're going to the main event. Oh, what was supposed to be the main event, and guys. Can we just talk we don't, about the way we evaluate the dunks? We don't even have to talk about the dunks because people saw No, we don't care about no, no, people, Everyone watched them. People watched it. We don't really have to go through that chronicle. We're going to go in the one aspect that we were yelling about the entire night is what the hell was happening with the judges. Let me start. If you're a regular dunker and you're known to be a good dunker, and let's just say hypothetically you grab as you jump, the left bottom corner of the backboard while windmilling with your right arm a dunk really hard and slamming it down on your first attempt. How would you rate this, gentlemen? Like, you're the I, judges. I, like, what do you give them? Like, bare minimum, it's got to be a 45. That was a tough dunk. So we got a 45 Bro, for Greg? He, Dre, what's your Let me break it down like okay. this. John Collins, on the grab tomahawk, basically crucified himself. Yeah. His arms were completely extended. Stretched all the way. He didn't just tap the side of the backboard. No, he, he grabbed it. it. As he was cocking it back. First of all, any type of tomahawk where you cock it back, you're already coming in with a crazy amount of power. It's yeah. already a solid dunk. But for you to grab a joint... At the other end of the backboard? One, it's impressive wingspan. Yeah. Yeah. Two, I will say it was one of those dunks that you kind of had to watch with the replay. Yeah. But, like, when you start to, like, understand what he actually did, how do you give him 40? They gave... Okay, yeah. So, what? what's your what's your grade, though? My grade is easily 48 or above. I was about to say, minus 48 as well. The judges gave him a 40-pointer. 40, 40 now... You could under you could I, I can't see from the judge. It's the, it was the very first dunk of the yeah. night, so maybe their expectations were a little high. So like you're trying to, to rate you know at a very you start slow in the ratings, which I'm fine with. I'm fine with him if he gets a forty. I'm fine with, but just keep it consistent, right? Right, right. However, <laughs> however, Diallo comes in with a wonderful little alley oop. Windmill, just uh, a windmill, just a regular windmill, a, a nice one, solid. a lot of elevation. Very yep. Solid. Yep. He gets first time also. He gets a forty-eight. He gets a forty-eight. Okay. Now let me let me tell you something. His dunk could have been done in a game. Have you ever seen someone grab the end of the backboard in a game and slam it with his with his other end while doing the Jesus pause? No, I don't think so. So we have an eight-point differential. Now here's where it gets really interesting, gentlemen. <laughs> Dennis Smith Jr. Really fun guy to talk to. Really nice dude. <clears throat> Big shout out to him. Hometown hero as well. Rolls up. Fails three times. Now, if he would have put it down, on it. Yeah. yeah. Great dust. Three. We're talking about 360, two-hand windmill as he's, he's turning. And he, uh, to a bounce pass himself. So, really solid dunk when you, when you hear it and you see it. Misses it the first time because he doesn't have the right bounce. Fails the second time. Fails a third time. Fails a fourth time. And they gave him a fourth chance. And they gave him a fourth. It's three attempts. And he gets a 45. Five. He gets a 45. 
Now, once again, we're talking about four failed attempts, whereas John Collins did not fail once. <laughs> and John Collins is right now the bottom in the, at the bottom of the list. But peep this. Now it gets yeah. Let this, now this pissed me off, right? Love Miles Bridges. Love another Hornets guy. He decides to basically basically he tries to throw right. Correct me wrong. He tries to throw on the backboard, and off of Vert is going to try to go between his legs yep. and dunk it. Yep, two steps from the and, free throw line. Yeah, two steps, which would have been ridiculous, like yeah. easy fifty. If he and he almost had it. If he had, and. Um, you know, you kept hearing the guy say, I've seen him do this. I've seen him do it. And Miles Bridges has crazy bounce, so I'm pretty sure he can do mm. He does it three times. Doesn't convert a dunk at all. Gets a 33. That's a seven. five, I think. No, 33. 33. Seven points below a person who converted the dunk on his first attempt while grabbing the backboard. It was crazy. Okay, yes. Collins did come out in the second round and c- completely butcher his Kentucky he, 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 Airman. He, right? he disqualified himself. Fine, after. cool, but right? But but the first he got right? opposed completely. But this is what what blew my mind. Yeah, because he got a forty on a dunk he did perfectly fine. It should have been a forty-five or above. Bridges comes out, executes a wonderful dunk, and ends up finishing with the second round total higher than John Collins with one dunk made. In two rounds. It was a 50, wasn't it? That yeah. Yes. He had the first yeah. 50. So it gave him 83, and I think what's called finished with an 82. Yep. So now we're going to the final round where things get really interesting for me because I called everything that was so going to happen. Dennis, Dennis Smith Jr. And, and Diallo. 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 And, I mean, both of them deserved it, even though John Collins did How many? Wait, 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 wait. We, we do have to, because it, was the, because it was the second dunk of the night, I don't want to skip over Hamadou's Hamadou's thing, all right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. okay, this is... Let's go over the, that. The, uh, you yeah. heard the intro to the pod, but, like, do, you have to just realize this moment. We're in the hotel room with our boy Max Goodman. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Again. Max. Uh, we're chilling in the, the hotel room. We're ready. We're we're revved up because of this judging. We're like, Didn't okay, let's 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 get... Let's get it. this first... Du- like, where is our moment done? Oh, Hamadou comes out, and he calls for the tallest person in the arena... To you step up here. John Alfred I'm doing. No, I, I called the dung that we Oh, was do. I was going to say, okay. Go ahead. He, Sorry. <laughs> tallest, tallest person. Shaq comes out, steps up to the challenge. Was it my Yao Ming, though? Face, <laughs> turns away tor- towards the hoop. Hamadou lines it up. You hear the crowd. What is he? What's he going to do here? What's happening? So you already know he's going to jump over Shaq, but what is... Is that what, gonna be it? What is what exactly? We've seen people jump over over tall yeah. people before. What did you, you know, say whatever. before? <laughs> Louis, my, Louis, right at right before this dunk. My happens. exact words were, "Watch this. He's gonna jump over Shaq. He's gonna use his left hand to tap his Shaq's left shoulder. He's gonna dunk over it, and everyone's gonna go wild. And then someone's gonna say, but did he help himself by pushing himself over Shaq <laughs> with his left hand? What happened next, fellas? Okay, so that doesn't matter because right as that happened, Hamadou." Guys up over Shaquille O'Neal using his left hand. puts puts an arm on the on the on the the, the back of, of Shaq, which I think was too low to really propel himself over. But we can talk about that in a second. <coughs> Skies over him, one-handed power slam, elbow honey dip into the rim. Take that, Vince. Hangs in there, stretches open the, the Superman. jersey, Superman suit, and. 
And that's his second dunk. Second dunk. Second of the night. So, one of the best dunks we've seen in a while. And like the best dunk I've seen in a long time. Like Greg and I, like probably Greg, since that twenty sixteen. Like, like Greg Dre and I, like, like Greg Dre and I mentioned, extremely good dunk. The only dunk of the night that would have competed with any of the dunks that Levine and Gordon did in twenty sixteen. Yeah, I think I think you know it was a first dunk. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because that Levine and Gordon were crazy. You, you'll never, yeah, you'll never, yeah. you'll never dunk that. But anyway, so obviously Diallo gets in rightfully so. Everyone is getting hyped up now because homeboy is going to work. And Dennis Smith Jr. gets in with 17 attempts and two dunks made. Solid ratio. Um, John Collins, keep in mind, uh, two attempts, two dunks. Oh, he was heated. Um, So now we're going to the final round. Diallo starts it off with Dennis Smith. I think Dennis Uh, Dennis Smith starts it off because he has a lower score. Um, And I think he comes out... He missed like 17 again. He did miss... (laughs) He did miss a few. Um, the idea was great. Oh, that's the J. Cole one, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Came out. Uh, oh, no, that was before. That was the second dunk, J. Cole. Third, the final one. No, yeah, no. J. Cole was the second one, that's the so, one which was good. This one, he oh, he, he goes missed. here between the legs. Yeah, he, he missed this one a few times. Oh, yeah. He uh, goes reverse 360 between the leg. And kept missing it. Left-hand yeah. dunk. Yeah. Which is once again and, a great dunk, and he, and he did not complete a dunk for his third his 30. third attempt. But he gets a thirty five. Once again, five points below what John Collins got in the first in the first round. Let's just keep that. We're telling this for a reason, people. Uh, so Hamadou comes out. He he uh. He, I I think at this point just has to play it safe. Everyone everyone knew Hamadou probably was going to take this. So he was he was like, I'm going to stay safe, but but strong. So he he goes bounce pass to himself. Pretty high bounce pass, and then uses his springs that he calls legs, and just yams the ball while kissing the rim. Um, I mean, while staring at the rim from above, yeah, and just murders the ball with his right hand. Dunk very simple, but guys very efficient and got the crowd still very excited because guess what? Makes it on the first attempt. The power is there. But the vertical was just incredible to, to, to see. Yeah. So he pretty much got this in the bag already. But Dennis Smith Jr. has one more dunk, and Yellow got another one. So Dennis Smith Jr. goes with a big tribute to Dwayne Wade, the farewell tour as well, and Steph Curry also. So he, puts he Dwayne misses a couple times. Four again, and the jury, judges give him four attempts. So it's a classic alley where Dennis Smith Jr. Pr- pr- like, um, jumps over Dwayne Wade using both of his hands, helps himself up, and then windmills from the alley pass I, that Steph Curry gives him. I think that was a part of it, though. Yeah, no, no. It's not a part yeah. It was to increase the yeah, difficulty. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so yeah. it's really tough to do. Like The dunk idea is great. Dennis Smith Jr.'s idea were in, ideas were incredible. Just the execution wasn't there. So he misses four times, makes it on, on his fifth one. And gets a 50. He gets a 50. He gets... He got a 50. Missing it four times. We're talking... We are at 26 attempts, three made dunks. I'm kind of exaggerating, but it's pretty close to that. Are you exaggerating? <laughs> so we're pretty close to that ratio. John Collins is crying in the corner at this point. Didn't see him, but I can guarantee something happened. Might have left the arena. Yeah. 
So then, you know, Diallo has to make now a 44. He has to get a 44 or above to win this contest, which shouldn't have never been the case. What does he do? He, he brings Quavo and his $30,000 worth of jewelry on the court, puts him up, puts him up, and has Quavo, you know, holding the, the ball above, uh, like on his neck, kind of. Take a couple of steps back, grabs the ball, jumps over Quavo without using any hands this time, and just yams it with two with his with his uh, two hands. Two, two strong two hands. Uh, managed to lift. He he cleared Quavo pretty easily, Very and, easy. and he lifted his one leg just clear over his head, mm-hmm. which was you know, hops. Once it wasn't. It. I feel like. It would have been a pretty solid first round dunk attempt. Like coming out of the yeah. gates with that, that would have been nice. And and you were hoping as a crowd, you were probably like, all right, I I, I do want to see a, a really spectacular finish now that Yao's got to at least hit a 44. Comes out with that, which again was nice, good, and he gets 45. He gets a, so once again, first attempt, perfect execution. Not great dunk, but a good one. Ja- ja- still hard. Ja- Diallo made all of his dunks on the first attempt, yeah. which is why I'm not upset at all and that he Dennis won. Smith and Dennis Smith Jr. That's the second dunk. Dennis Smith Jr. got a 50, but he didn't. <laughs> We're talking about four attempts, 27... No, four dunks, 27 attempts for one. Four attempts, four dunks for the other. One had a higher score on one of the dunks than the other. But justice was served, I guess. I don't know. And Diallo won the contest to the likes of Paul George, Herman Felton, and Russell Westbrook. But guys, can we? do we need to change how we evaluate dunks? Is there something to be done about the judges? How do we, how do we fix this? Because that was the first time, to me, a jury single-handedly ruined the dunk contest. I mean, I, I think it's pretty simple. Like, if you cannot complete a dunk attempt, you should, no matter how creative the yep. dunk was going to be, it should be the same score. And I think it should be a 25. You should get half off of, of your score yeah. because you just couldn't complete the dunk. I mean, I understand it's tough, but it's also what you signed it's up fair. for in the slam dunk contest if you're messing this up. Um, and, and guys, you can, like... I, I'm not gonna say I ever dunked before, but I don't think there's a problem with Fatable. you miss you miss your first two dunks and then you switch it up because you need to get yeah. something a little you you can play it safe to, to recoup some of that value. Because clearly back. from the judges last night, you could have did some regular and got a 45. Which is because John Collins, you know, 40. Yeah, which is, just, which is just disrespectful. And 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 again, like like we said, John Collins, his first dunk attempt, it should have been a lot better. That's a 48 at least. I, I think that. Uh, you know the 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 hype with the plane props and the uh, the flight squad. If he uh, completed that, brothers, he would have got. If he would have cleaned the takeoff, and he got a fifty. And it's something he almost hit a windmill, sort of it on like that one. Half semi. It was like a, it, yeah. it was. It could he like been, pulled the ball back a little and then came. I think you know. Here's the thing with props. I'm all for them. Don't make them be the main part of your dunk, because you have to remember a dunk itself lasts probably ten seconds. From like the time you start going <clears throat> till you complete it and like the, the audience goes wild, like that's yeah. about ten seconds. But if you have a forty second intro to your props and a ten second dunk to me it's ruined. Well no, nah, cause I mean that's you playing to the crowd. That's the part of it. we've seen guys do this before. And the thing is, what people don't realize, <clears throat> that plane prop was higher than you think. Oh, way higher. Like, for for example, it probably was just as high as the Kia hood that 
Blake Griffin jumped yeah. over. And yeah, so, keep in mind, yeah. Blake Griffin did not jump over the car itself. Yeah, he, he jumped, jumped over, over the hood. hood. He talked about it yesterday. Which is the lowest part. Yeah. yeah. So that, that prop, not only was it sitting on top of something, it was sitting on a roller and the plane was high. Now, if it was a car, John Collins would fell on his face. But yeah, <laughs> but like, so that's not easy by any stretch. And he he jumped kind of from a far mark. He did. So like, but these are things that people aren't really taking into consideration mm. because he didn't complete it. I mean, he completed it, but it was sloppy on yeah. the execution of. But for me, as for judges, like they, I feel like they should have some time to be able to see the replay too. Yeah, like the replay. That they do they, though. They do. They no. I think right they now. One I think they. I don't think their their score though is based off of the replay. I believe that they they need to they confer with each other based off of just that first snap like yeah. that actual no, real time replay. But I think that they. I mean, they, they can see it, but I think that they're told to to judge it based off of that first time, and and it's tough like to 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 take everything in at one time, you know. I'm, but the, no, it's because it, you yeah you like like Andre said Andre alluded to it very very clearly. You don't have time to see all the little details that you should be able to see when you're judging something. Mm-hmm. When you're when you're a cook, you know, a cook ju- uh, judge or whatever, you know, people on chopped or whatnot, they get time, they got they have time to taste every single like every little bit of flavor within the dish. Like they have time to okay, let me get another bite of that just to make sure that you know this is supposed to be what's what's going on. That's a good point. In a dunk contest, you have, like I said, 10 seconds to watch something, but you don't see it. They could have said, oh, he just touched the backboard for the John Collins first attempt. He, Oh, he just touched it. We get to see the replay where he just grabs it like a grown man and then slams it. And you need to be able to see every single little detail. Like, like on, own, that's on that uh, plane dunk, how far does he, does he launch himself? Uh, to, to jump, you know, how high is the plane compared to his knees, you know, just to get like the height thing. How, you know, is it a full windmill? Is it a half windmill? Is it a tomahawk? What's going on exactly? But like, if you're a dunker, you need to take the judges into account. You need to take that into account that there might not be a replay. Don't be as technical. Maybe just be, you know, a powerful, efficient dunker. Gerald Green made, made his money by doing that very well. And Nate Robinson too. If you think man, Nate Robinson's dunk were not great, they were just efficient. Well, it just, and it was a stature of him who he yeah. is. Like, and I want to go back to Greg's point on like guys like continuously after several attempts missing. One, you're wasting energy, and two, now you're de- depreciating the score you probably yeah. have, right? But if you switch it okay. up and you get a creative so, dunk, but yeah, but you think about where you are in the time and place. This is the dunk competition. People love the uh, the drama and the flair of things. You're in Charlotte. In Michael Jordan's building, you don't have to jump from the free throw line. Let's say you missed a couple dunks. Why don't you just throw down a Jordan tribute dunk, like a simple air quotes "rock the cradle" yeah. or any other dunks that you see him do? Because like that, they, that any that of these guys could amazing. do too. Yeah, and they would. And with that panel, you would have got a fifty because the crowd yeah. went crazy and they were like, "Oh, Jordan did that. Oh, you did that in Jordan's building." Now, well, I guess well with Dennis Smith, you can't. Never mind. I guess it didn't really matter because now you miss a couple, you can still get a fifty. So. <laughs> I think I think I like Greg's idea of you need a replay screen for the judges, but I also think that there needs to be a standard. Like there needs to be if the dunk is not completed the first time, you have to take that into account somehow. It has to be taken into account. It cannot be a full fifty. If the dunk is completely missed, it's a twenty-five. You know, like at least some kind of marks. Or benchmarks well, and, and, throughout but, the dunk contest that helps you yeah. like see where the grade is. 
Like, they should have these categories. Points for creativity. You know, like just in a cook show. Points for creativity. Points for flavor. Points for power. Points for whatever. And then they aggregate the average of that, and that makes the final grade. Instead of just, like, rated from 1 to 10. That's so subjective to me. Now, but a part of that piece, I do like that. And a part of that piece... um, if it if it is if you're gonna set us a number for a missed first attempt right where it gets knocked down a little bit a bit it has to be an attempt so like it can't be like yeah. a, like a bad because some of the things Dennis Smith was doing he was like making bad passes and yeah. not judging it but it wasn't like a dunk attempt he didn't miss it he so just like came back so down. yeah so you yeah. Can't, like I think that's okay you can reset off of that yeah yeah that's yeah. fine or if like you have a guy tossing it to you that it's a bad that th- if, throw that yeah. if anything to me gets the crowd even more excited because they see what you're yeah, trying yeah, you to do yeah you did say that last night but too. they yeah. have they don't see exactly what's gonna happen so that gets the crowd oh oh that's coming down oh that's gonna be hard you know what I mean that gets the crowd excited that gets the judges excited too but no one saw it yeah. it's not a failure yeah. to me so yeah. that I completely agree yeah. with that um. Can we just talk about J. Cole just randomly trying to yam the ball? He should have did it. He should have threw it down. That was awesome. He, Missed it. He, he's But we've seen him do it before. You look Kevin back, Hart alley Yeah, Kevin Hart alley Was that 2012? 12, I want to say. He can do it. He's 6'4". He got, he got hops. But, you know, he didn't have the right attire on. And it he wasn't did. that he couldn't dunk it. He just lost it midair. He did. So let's not sit here and act like my boy Cole can't throw let's it down. Let's not disrespect him. Yeah. Don't be disrespect. There will be no Cole slander on this pod. No, this and is if a I see Cole any more Cole slander on my timeline, <laughs> get blocked. Followed. Yep. Good night. All right, guys. Fed up. Let's, uh, let's wrap it up tonight. Main attraction, all-star game. Um, Who gets it? You know, let's. I, we're not going to predict a winner or loss because that, yes, that doesn't it doesn't matter as much but uh what, what would you who, who do you think is a going to be a standout standout star among the stars and uh mvp what do you feel i'm with paul george okay he has a he does have a history of snapping in this game paul george has a history of snapping in this game also <clears throat> the most underrated all-star with kemba walker among the 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 team i think like among the starters, the starters. Mm-hmm. um so i would expect him to have a big game and I'm also going to go with Jokic. Because Jokic, you know, he... For hit, MVP or for just... For just like... Uh, like, Paul George is my MVP. I'm going to go with Jokic just like an outstanding performance. Something you didn't expect. Might go like hard just scoring-wise. Or might just have like 25 assists. I don't know yet. Something something he's going to do is going to be fun. I got to keep your eye on. Because when you look at the history of guys who were playing in it for the first time. Or young guys that have come out and snap. You see Kyrie... Yeah. He came out snap. I think Westbrook was fairly young. Yep. When he won that MVP. Yeah, that was twenty eleven, I think. He was going he he snapped. I think D'Angelo Russell might come out and do some things. Like I drafted. I think him. I think his his play fits this where he can shoot from deep and but he can have fun. Yeah. He's, he's he's a long guard, he's six five and I I think he could if he if he comes out with a mindset that I'm trying to get a bucket and not and not with the mindset of okay, it's my first time to take it slow, he I think he could just just as a gotta keep your eye on. Um not not a guarantee or anything. MVP, I don't really know, man. Like it's a tough one. Shoot, I, do, does Curry go off and back home? I mean, does Harden Hawk and not Hawk, but like you know, he will. <laughs> uh, does Paul George say try to make a statement because it's saying oh, like, does Yo, Dwayne Wade go off? Like, does does <laughs> yeah? Does Westbrook ignore Embiid and just like improve to him? I'm the best player on this team. What if he dumped, <laughs> What if he dumped on Embiid? It, on an offensive possession, that'd be hilarious. Um, MVP for me, like I really have no, no clear cut prediction because I, 
I just don't I don't know which way it could possibly go for real, for real. That's like, fine. You know? Greg, who you got? I think a guy for me to watch, and he's just one of my favorite players to watch, Dollar Dame, Dame Lillard. That's a good one. Uh, he, That's a great one. He, he was interviewed yesterday just saying like hey what are you what are your thoughts what time is a what 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 time is like dollar dame time to show up and he's like oh somewhere around 8 15 i want to say <laughs> you know a few minutes after tip and he's like hey I, I i know that all-star game is a lot of fun but you have a limited amount of time and, and i'm gonna come out of the i'm gonna come out of the gates firing gunning for it so i think that if if he starts out hot that's gonna be great uh, a lot of fun to watch and I think my MVP that I would like to see, Giannis. I mean, I know this is kind of in some respects his breakout season, you know, career year. No, it is. MVP yeah. candidate of the of the regular season right now. But he's, in some respects, aside from, you know, going to the NBA Finals, this is like the highest stage you can be at yeah. for, for a guy. At his this play. is what he's, you establish he's, yourself. He's among all the best in the league. LeBron. He's captain. You know, Harden. He's a captain. And I want him to. He he came out awesome for the for the All Star draft. Like very witty, very very fun to watch. You know, j- joust him with a uh, LeBron and and the analysts there. But if he can come out and just put his name on this game, which I think he will, and 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 come out with the MVP in a, in a Team Giannis victory over, which I don't think a lot of people are expecting because LeBron's team. I mean, come on, let's be real, it's stacked. If you look, if you look at the more look a, at Giannis's team, I, I don't think they're I don't think they're out of it. But the like, talent, the, the individual talent is, cra- is crazy. Right? Um, but but if Giannis can, you know, bring them to that and a win, I think that'd be huge. You know what? I'm going to go back on what I said. And I'm going to join Louis Camp, Paul George for MVP, because I think you made a good point here. I think sometimes in MVP game, you do see a swing occur. If a guy comes in high and he's like an MVP candidate, he plays extremely well, it kind of does help, right? It does. And I love what Giannis is doing. I love Giannis. But, like, the story of, like, Paul George, especially, like, coming, coming back from his leg. I know it's, like, years. a couple years removed. Yeah. But, yeah. like, and now finally deciding to stay in OKC, gelling with Russ, getting Russ to, like, I know we talked about before, not Delegate necessarily defer, more. but, like, open up the Jordan style of play. If George comes out tonight on the tear that he's been off of and drops, like, 45, 47 or something like that. Which very well could. Yeah. And then, like, runs away. I mean, not runs away, but continues to play. Like, it's a it's a, it's a igniter for the rest of the year. And it's he, a wrap. He wrapped and he, like, brings home an MVP. If, if OKC finishes in, like, a two seed, because I think he can win yeah. MVP if, they, if they're a one yeah. or two seed. Yeah. This would be a good mark to go ahead and stamp that just like that for Giannis, but either or, it wouldn't matter. All right, guys, now a little playing the devil advocate here. <clears throat> Who goes missing from the All Star game? LeBron James. <laughs> okay, LeBron James is kind it. of expected. Who, but like, it. who you would anticipate to have a good game? Who's just kind of misses the like the mark playing here? bad or like just like just whatever. Playing yeah, like playing bad. Not the like the energy you don't like. Kind of misses misses the the mark. I think Harden actually. Yeah, I, I think was, that. I, uh, that I think that. I mean, it's gonna be he he. His stat line is basically it's gonna be different. I don't think he's gonna have a bad game, but to his standards that he's been playing with like forty point games consistently for the past month and a half, and and you know a load of assists. I think you're gonna see more of like a. Maybe a balanced game, but slightly underwhelming. Like maybe he'll get, he'll crack twenty points, but he'll dish out like eleven assists because yeah. he's just got a lot more to work with. But like, 
in no means is that a bad game, but I think that you're you're not going to notice him as much. I agree with Greg in the sense that like I think our hardest game in this game is going to be more of like kind of spot of shooting, and like when he gets the ball, he's not going to be isolating guys. Or well, he'll he'll will isolate guys, but it's not going to be at the the clip that we yeah. see usually. So. Also on the reserves, like to see Cat show up. Just saying, I'd like to see Carl Anthony Towns do some work. Uh, I know he, and I know the Timberwolves have slumped this year, not super great, but uh, got to show you're still an All Star, my guy. I think your boy Embiid is going to miss the mark tonight. Um, I mean, last year in his first year, he was a standout guy. So he was no. I, I'm not saying that like, I not not to compare anecdotally. I have, but I have no reason for it. You just have a hunch. I just have a hunch that with it being the All Star game, with it being a positionless game, I think that it's going to be a lot of shooting. And I don't. I mean, Embiid's team team might set him up to like you know do some damage, but. I don't think with the amount of individual superstars he has on his team, I don't think that he will be fed a lot. Okay. And I, that's why I think because of the lack of service he's going to get, I think that he might just miss the mark without being necessarily, you know, bad that game. But that's just a hunch that, once again, no reason. Uh, hopefully he does well. Over under on 300 points. Westbrook throws and beat a lot. Oh, he'll throw on. Everyone was, you know, crazy about the KD and Russ beef. And next thing you know, one of the first plays of the game, that All-Star game, was Russ tossing a lob to KD. So he, if, if Embiid is open, Russ will find him. Okay, if, you, if Russ has the option to go to the bucket and score. Russell is taking it. And Embiid is cutting for a lob. Russell is taking, taking it. Because yeah. like in this game, you'll see guys kind of yeah. give up. Like, okay, I'm going to throw this lob for the... Nah. Russ is... Russell will probably stare at Embiid like... What if what if Embiid collapses as he sees Russell deciding not to throw the job and he contests him? Well, that's when I hope Russell yams on Embiid. <laughs> All right, <laughs> that's some things to watch for. Yeah, man. Uh, I think it's gonna be I think it's gonna be a lot of fun. We're gonna be flying back home right before the game because we yeah. don't have the access to the game tonight. But that's okay. I think it's a better better show. We get to watch it with a better yeah angle. Um. So I think it'll be a lot of fun. Oh, really, bro? So we'll be uh, we'll be back at it again this coming week. More NBA talk. I think next week we should uh, give some midseason midseason uh, awards. Awards. I think. It's time. I think it's time. Lock it down. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll go all the positions. You know, kind of talk a little bit about some of the top teams down the home stretch, but. Guys, it's it's gonna be a lot of fun coming down the stretch here. Some midseason playoff predictions, some seedings, maybe. Yeah. 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 This one it really counts. For sure. Chicago Bulls will win every game. Come back and make the uh, yeah. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, uh, thank you for listening as always to Lane Violation. Uh, we had a baby. we had a lot of fun with you. You know, shouts out to Charlotte, great host city. I think this this was a, a fun experience for us. Shout out to Mertz. Mertz, you know that. Whew, Oh man, we could have a whole podcast Did we talk about, about that? that. We didn't talk about oh, Mertz. Maybe you want to quickly? Time. You want to? You want to quick? Just quick, like thirty no, seconds on Mertz. We'll you want to let it breathe? We'll, we'll, okay. We'll open up. Okay, next we'll year. open up next one. All right, all right, all right. Well, for my pals, Andre Turan, Louis Ricard, always repping, always repping the Bus City. Great experience at the All Star Game 2019. Thank you for having us, Charlotte. I, you know, Charlotte was it was wonderful. Come back to the East Coast. Nice city, up and coming city, but still with that southern feel, that southern twang. 
The hospitality was great. Got two words to take us out. Blue face, baby. And yeah, this was a this was lane violation. We just crossed some lines. Some state lines. And we out. I do not throw powder, I might take a sip I might hit the blunt, but I'm liable to trip I ain't popping no pill, but you do as you wish I roll with some fiends, I love them to death I got a few mil, but not all of them rich What good is the bread if my niggas is broke? What good is first class if my niggas can't sit? That's my next mission, that's why I can't quit Just like LeBron, get my niggas more chips Just put the rollie right back on my wrist This watch came from Drizzy, he gave me a gift Back when the rap game was praying like this To act like two legends cannot coexist But I never